Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack, the uh, geeky podcast. I'm your host, Trevor, and uh, I haven't been doing a whole lot of geeky things lately. What? I will admit. I'm Jay. I have, I've carved out three days of my week now, three evenings, for uh, geeky endeavors. So I have a role-playing group. I have an a online board game with these two gents and, and Josh's father. And then I'm playing Crisis Protocol on another day. And then all the rest of my time is dealing with the repercussions of our system upgrade uh, on our website. <laughs> <laughs> Which you would, that, you would, that didn't come out quite as dire as I expected it to. <laughs> you know, as soon as you said repercussions, I'm like, oh, this this can be bad. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> <Trust me. laughs> like, see, they they say the word upgrade. To trick you into thinking that it's going to be an improvement and that it's going to be <laughs> like painless and easy. Oh, this is so true. Speak. <laughs> you are preaching the gospel to me right now. Carry on. And it's an effing lie. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that this is a bigger lie than cake. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> So I, I will mention that Josh and I play a game of Through the Ages, a, a new story of civilization, on um, our iPhones. Uh, basically, we complete a game about every three days, I would say. Pretty much constantly, but yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and I'm always the one that makes the game, and I, I have to come up with funny and witty names for every uh, game. And right now, um, I'm going to throw this out there because some of you have played it and some of you have not. There's a game called iDarb which I believe is only on Xbox. Um, it's sort of like basketball meets soccer? jungle gym. Yeah. Yes, soccer. Um, anyway, and, and there's an announcer in the background, and he always yells these quotes when you score or when something big happens. And basically, those are the quotes that I use um, for <laughs> our game titles. Um, so anyway, if you haven't tried out iDarb, you should. It's fun, um, at least, especially if you have people you can play. It's, it is a better... Um, everyone in the same room game than a on the internet game. So if you've got five or six friends uh, and you want to try something new uh, and you have enough controllers, uh, play a game of iDarb. If not, uh, challenge me on Through the Ages on your iPhone. Um, we'll finish a game if you play your turns regularly uh, within a week, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm Josh, and because these two disappoint me in our online tabletop games, I'm going to f figure out a way now to put blood in my composting bin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, most, so... That's the most random comment ever. <laughs> we, have to, we have to provide a little context, and we also have to... Uh, something that 
is probably going to surprise a lot of listeners. We can we can address. So okay, here we go. <laughs> so first off, we're we're playing a, a legacy game with each other called the King's Dilemma, and so the thing that might surprise most people is that our our gentle podcast listeners are, are probably used to Josh being this lawful good avatar of Captain America, and then he starts playing a board game. And he's really the personification of chaotic neutral, and I don't know why. Well, it's kind, it's kind of you to say neutral, but okay, all right. And I don't think that you're necessarily evil. You just want to sow chaos and cause mayhem and destruction. Uh, so this game that we're playing is we are all counselors, basically, to the king, and we all represent a particular area of the nation. And um, to give reference to what Jay's talking about, last night, Josh wanted to turn the blood of our people into gold. There's there's four people See, on the council. This is complete misrepresentation of what no, happened. No, it's us, not. There's four people on the council. Three of us were like, clearly, we do not want to have a process that turns the blood of our people into gold. It was like this, they're like, oh, we can figure out this new magical process to convert I maintain this. that it did not have to be our people's blood <laughs> <laughs> so that totally changes everything I understand now yeah see there you go I don't know man <laughs> uh, so real quick uh, check out discountgamesinc.com for your awesome uh, gaming needs uh, one other thing to, to note real quick is that uh, we should by the time this is live the uh, credit card processing should be changed on the site such that previously I, I asked if you were going to be getting a rebate on stuff to use your credit card and not PayPal. And uh, that's changed now to where I don't care what you use. If you want to use PayPal, go wild. Um, so so be aware of that. Um, and then check out the, the fine gaming products from Muson Minis. All right, so we're going to do a grudge match. And it's going to be Terraforming Mars versus Power Grid. So, wow, grading geekery, talking about board games. I never thought it would happen. <laughs> let's let's start with the, the the game that came first, Power Grid. Um, it was it's it's been out how long how long ago did was this game first made? Hold on, I gotta pull up my show notes because I'm a slacker. It's got to be at least 20, 15, 20 years. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to put it in 2004. I was going to say, I was going to put late yeah. 90s, you know, or something like that. But. So, as I'm recalling things with my bad memory, um, there was a long time where it seemed like Puerto Rico was a fixture at number one on the board game rankings, and Power Grid was a fixture at number two, I believe. And I, I'm curious, what is, does, let's, let's test Josh. Again, what's the um, the current ranking of Power Grid on Board Game Geek? I'm assuming it's probably fallen a fair bit farther than Puerto Rico has. I was going to say, I don't even know how to find it anymore. Let's see here. I can power. So Puerto Rico is 24th, yes. and Power Grid is 36th. That's uh, actually a little bit higher than I expected. Is it? Uh, the the board gamers are a fickle, fickle folk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on Power Grid? I have, at this point, so many fond memories of it. 
And the funny thing about Power Grid, okay, so just real briefly, I'll give the game description, right? Power Grid is essentially you are uh, putting together the electrical network. Uh, and now you can do it in like all kinds of countries. But originally it was, uh, you let, was it originally the UK and the United States were the two maps that, that it came with? Yeah, I think so. I thought, and, I thought it was Germany and the U.S., but I don't. Remember. Oh yeah, you're yeah right. you're probably right. It's, you're, right, you're right. You're right. It's Germany because it was it was originally a uh, um, a German production, right? So um, anyway, so so yeah, so you're laying uh, power networks and you're buying at auction power plants of different types, and um, and by types I mean like that require uh, a variety of different fuels, uh, such as coal, oil, eventually garbage, uranium, uh, so on and so forth. And, you know, the the type and uh, value of power plant that you have is going to determine how many um, cities it can power. And through the process of powering cities, you're then going to make money. And end of the game, the richest man wins, right? So that's the basics of it. So the truth is, it's kind of a brain burner. I mean, it's it's not the most brain burning game I've ever played, but uh, it, it's it's got quite a lot going on. And one of the things that I always loved about it, or and was surprised by, is that my sweetheart, who doesn't you know go in for a ton of uh, game types, uh, always enjoyed it whenever we played it. So it's pretty brain burnery, but like it, I would just say that it's pretty well put, put together. So I have a lot of fond memories of it. Because of things like that. So one of the things that I'm going to say about this game that I think was, um, I don't, I don't believe it was the first, but it was definitely one of the first games I ever played, and it was one of the most innovative at the way that it used and determined player order. Because um, when the player order is determined, uh, that that determines how the uh, power plant auctions are going to go, how resources are going to go. And then how building is going. Almost every phase is determined um, by player order in some way, and then it's not always, you know, first to last. Sometimes it goes last to first. And um, I think that, you know, living in our modern world of uh, Euro board games, sometimes we take it for granted how many um, previous games started doing these sorts of things. And I feel like Power Grid was one of the first that did that sort of thing and made it such a big deal. And it is a player order is paramount in Power Grid, um, but it was it was new and innovative. I think the player order was such a big deal for Power Grid at the time, and why it ranked so well was because of the way it deals with player order. So I'm going to have a lot of glowing things to say about this game and and some nostalgia with it, and part of that is is likely because it was really you know in, in my progression as a board gamer, you tend to have some different games that are kind of formative experiences for you. And, and this was definitely one for me where it kind of, you know, if it had, it, it easily could have been if, 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 a, if like say Agricola or something else had been available and something that I played at that time, it could have been that game. But it was something that was a meteor game that was one where, um, really the, there are some elements of luck in this game, um, especially when it comes to, Basically, the uh, way the power plants come out, right? The way the you power work. plants come out, yes. Um, but in general, it was uh, like I've I've been used I had been used to games like 
obviously initially as a kid like Monopoly or Parcheesi, but then after that, Settlers of Catan, where uh, there's large components of luck that are basically based on it. And in this one, it's it's really a lot of it, even though there are some elements of luck, a lot of it is your how the decisions you make are going to um, produce the outcome of how well you do. And some other things that I've thought were really interesting about the game. Um, so Trevor already mentioned turn order. Uh, that's, it kind of has some catch-up mechanics uh, associated with that, although as you get better at the game, you start trying to game the catch-up mechanic, uh, which can be viewed, I guess, as either positive or negative. Uh, it's like <laughs> drafting in race, right? Like you get yeah, just right behind the leader. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's a it's a key a key part of the game as a strategy. In yes. the end, if you if you if you get too you aggressive, too yeah, if you get too aggressive or you or you wait too long and put yourself in either too high up or too low, um, you you lose. You just flat lose. You can't do those things. You really have to put yourself in position for a reasonably explosive final turn. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up later, but I have a complaint about this. But I'm gonna let Jacob. So two other things that I really like about this game. Uh, one is the auctions for the power plants. I I enjoy a lot, and I I wish that it, it seems like auctions are kind of a mechanic that has maybe fallen a little bit out of favor, or it's not as popular currently with a lot of board games. But this was one of the first auction games that that had auctioning as a an important mechanic of it. And I, I love games with auctions, <laughs> and I wish that I that, that more games had that. I guess because I, I just think it's a cool mechanic. I too love auctions, and I, I think maybe to lend a little bit of insight as to why I believe auctions have gone away in board games is because they can be lengthy in time and they can drag yeah. out yeah. Uh, games. And I think that that's a mechanic that the game designers have moved away from because of it. Um, but I, I don't know. That's pure conjecture on my part. I don't have any proof of that. I don't know. But that's I, my favorite kind of conjecture. Yeah, pure. totally. But I, I believe that that might be at least part of it. Is that, that auctions? Um, at least the the auctions I can think of in in modern gaming, um, they're all um, basically uh, blind auctions where you can't continually outbid someone else. The other the other thing that just felt really innovative and interesting and well done is basically the resource market in the game um, and and basically the resources in the different phases of the game the different you have to get resources to power your power plants at least most of the power plants require resources and those resources when as you purchase them underneath them it says what their price is and as you buy more of them they become uh, more expensive and then there's a refresh rate that you come back and so there's there's this whole mini game of you know what resource am i wanting to try to have my power plants do or you can be trying to corner a market to get it so at the very end of the game so that someone can't power their plants um and it, it was just an example of something that i thought was a really well done mechanic that um that i hadn't really seen in, in other places did so, Trevor? You did? Did you want to save the? I'll other save the. Parts? Com- I'll save the complaint until we get into the, the discussion, grading. the grading. But um, we can we can move on to yep. um, the other game if you'd like. I, I certainly think that Power Grid 
um, has some very valuable mechanics. I think that it's a great game. Um, there's there I'm gonna I have I have complaints about both these games, but there is a particular point in this game that bugs me every time now to the <laughs> point where I I can't even play it anymore because of that that key moment during every game, and it seems to happen every time at this point. Interesting. So okay, okay. So terraforming Mars, I think, is probably about fourth on Board Game Geek right now. Man, very close. It's currently third. Third, three. Yep. Okay, and it. And, and I'm going to say that some of this 2016 probably. And I will also say, interestingly enough, both terraforming Mars and Power Grid have just just under 54,000 uh, user ratings. Uh, it was first released in 2016. So um, I will say that there's some recency bias here. I don't think that in if they both release at the same time, I don't think you would see this wide of a gap between the two. I think that's a fair, yeah, I think that's a fair comment, absolutely. Um, I do kind of wonder, though, so uh, Power Grid does kind of feel like it's, it, the, there are some parts about it maybe that are a relic of its age, so you know, I don't know. We, we, we'll talk about those when we get into design, sure. but, but certainly there are some things that have changed in the board game community. Um, but I, I think that, 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 um, so Terraforming Mars is a game where you, um, are companies that go into Mars and you are starting to help terraform the planet, um, with the idea that your input into terraforming the planet will give you a return on your investment. Um, you have to raise the temperature and the oxygen levels of the planet and get water onto the planet in order to make it livable. Um, the game has some, uh, the way you score points is through uh, accomplishing achievements as well as colonizing the planet and terraforming the planet through the things I've talked about. Um, but your actual contributions on planet may or may not be quite as much as they could be in your own personal tableau area, um, which are sort of, um, what, how would I describe them? Um, I mean, they represent well, things you're doing on the planet, but they don't necessarily represent. Yeah, it's generation of energy, board. of heat, of um, I can't remember. I can't think what you call plant life, but you know. Well, those are that's kind of the resource board. Were you also talking about like your your cards and your play area as well, Trevor? Yeah, I mean, there's certain. I to be to give an example. Um, you know, the game is based on this idea of terraforming Mars, but I've played games where I had very few pieces actually of that I had placed on the board where right. where Mars is and still won. Um, because many of the things going on can be happening in your um, play area. In your play area within your own quote unquote company. So one of the the core mechanics of this game and it's it's a board game mechanic that I just basically always love. Um, <laughs> Are you gonna is, say my favorite five letter word? Um no, no. Oh, okay. um, and that's we'll get to that, I guess. But well, yeah. The funny thing is, I love drafting, but it's actually not the variant I prefer to play Terraforming Mars with. Yeah, I really? don't like it either. I I feel like it adds time that uh, doesn't too long. Yeah, that it doesn't gain you enough enjoyment because like, because really, I just love getting the hand of cards, determining which ones I will keep. Right, so the, basically paying to keep a certain number of them, and then kind of trying to make my strategy work with. I, I don't know. For some reason, I guess it's building that, your strategy to suit what you. Grew. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's that chaotic neutral nature. Normally, yeah. I would just be like, "We need to draft. This has a drafting element. We need to draft." But it just for some reason with Terraform Mars, I don't feel that way. I have some friends who refuse to play the game unless you're drafting. I believe that. Uh, so here's my issue with drafting in Terraform. I'm, I'm a huge fan of drafting, 
My problem with drafting a terraforming Mars is that it feels like I end up with a hand that is identical to the hand I would have been given had I been just given cards. So the the, the cards that are dealt out can be so random in what, what you're given because there's such a wide range of cards. It's not like each card has a certain value and I can look at the card and go, oh, this card means more to me than the next card. No, there's certain cards that are complete trash, and if I get a handful of complete trash cards, I draft one complete trash card and I hand those trash cards to the next guy, <laughs> and then I get handed trash from somebody else because they already drafted the card they wanted out of that one. And by the time I'm done, I had basically what I had before. It's like that is one of my complaints about the game is the randomness of the cards, and it happens. It gets worse as you add more expansions, for the record. Yeah, and it doesn't matter whether I'm drafting or just using the cards I was dealt. I can either get an amazing card. Like, the same thing can happen the other way around. Like I could get a hand with this one amazing card. I draft it, hand it off, and my opponent to my left or right or whoever is handing to me also got a handful of amazing cards. So they draft their best one, but they're handing me a bunch of amazing cards. So I take the amazing card out of that one, and I you know, continue on. And at the end, I'm like, oh, crap, I've got all these amazing cards. It just doesn't feel like the draft really changes. And I agree with Josh. It just takes, it takes a... a longer than it should to draft and doesn't feel like it has any real impact on the game. So any, I guess before we go into grading, um, do you guys have any additional thoughts or things that you want to say about terraforming Mars? Well, I will say it's an interesting mechanic that you have to pay for each card. I don't know that I've, I've ever played. I can't think of any other games that make you do that. Like you get a handful of cards, but you don't get to keep all of them. You have to, you could, but you have to pay for every card you keep. I don't. Is there any other game that does that? I'm sure there is. I just can't think of one off the top of my head. I can't think of one either. And it's 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 a mechanic that that um, I both love and hate. <laughs> like I'm like, huh. man, I really I really love that I have to make these hard choices and pay for these cards. But I also hate that I'm like I could draw a handful of cards and the cards that I need to make my strategy go off. I get in one round, but I can't afford to buy right. all of them, and I never get a chance to see those cards again. I mean, one of the things that's interesting with the game is that uh, one of the fastest ways to uh, lose is to just be, like, overbuying too many uh, patents. Too many yeah, patents. of the cards. And You're right. And you basically, like, I have a very firm policy of, like, not buying too many patents because it can quickly be a... a just like this curse where you end up having too slow of a start or et cetera. And so it's, it's, it is an interesting dynamic. Um, a couple of my real quick thoughts on the game are that, so I do appreciate a lot, um, a, that it has good mechanics, a, a good Euro fill, but it also does a good job of marrying, um, a, a strong theme with the game and a, an interesting theme, a fun theme, you, you feel like you are terraforming Mars, uh, which with a lot of, or not a lot, sometimes Euro games either the theme doesn't get conveyed that well or the theme is just kind of pasted on. And so that's something I appreciate about this game. Um, one nitpick about the game is that, and, and this is, this is probably me being a bad, uh, graphic designer critiquer because um most graphical artists if you just tell them like oh i I don't like how this looks they're like oh well that feedback sucks um but (laughs) (laughs) but in general like i I don't know why i i point out what i think feels this way 
but in general, I don't think that the um, like the graphical layout of the game is that good okay. or the cards or whatever. Um, right. I think the better I think the game is better than its graphical representation. I do like the planet, but basically basically like all the uh, grids and scoring tracks and the cards that you play with, I, I don't like the graphics on that much. I think it's a fair criticism of the game. Um, it definitely looks like um, it would look like the type of game that I would expect a first-time publisher to put out. Um, it looks like uh, the guy didn't hire a graphic designer. Instead, it right, looks yeah. like he did all the work himself using, you know, I don't, I'm not gonna say MS Paint, but you get my idea. He's, he that he did it himself rather than hiring a real graphic designer. And I, you know, I'm probably offending some graphic designer out there who did all the work on Terraforming Mars. But truthfully, it is not a pretty game. And and I thought that the very first time I saw it. But I truthfully, when you know that it's a first publisher's game, that's the first time they put it out, and it's getting a lot of buzz, some of those things you ignore. Right. Yeah, it, there's, like there is a big contrast between this and say some of the current, for example, Stonemaier games, where you you kind of open it up and you look at it and you're like, wow, this is just a visually very impressive work of art to look at. Oh well, I mean, you, all you have to do is look at the little cubes that are in Terraforming Mars to be like, really, just cubes? I mean, <laughs> you, you one of the most confusing things about playing Terraforming Mars for the first time is realizing that these Silver and gold and copper cubes can represent different resources depending on where they're at on your sheet. Like explaining that to people is somewhat, I mean, that's counterintuitive, honestly. That is a make or break proposition right there. It, it is also interesting that this is one of the games where I feel like third party player aids are the most valuable of almost any <laughs> game that I've played. Yeah, because it's true. I'll take J is correct for a thousand. I mean, the, the, out of the box, you have these, uh, cardboard mats that you have to have a bunch of stuff on that is very important that it's in a certain location that's very easy to slide wherever. And I, I've played a lot of Terraforming Mars. I enjoy the game and the money that I spent on my 3D gaming boards that hold things in place was well worth the money. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I would probably refuse someone's offer to play Terraforming Mars without some sort of um, player, third-party third um, uh, thing to, to manage all of the resources on your card, um, whether that be, you know, um, I'm trying to think of some of the brands. There's a bunch of them out there, though. There's tons of them that help um, keep these resources in the proper locations because, truthfully, you've got, like, your mega credits. Plus, you've got these little boxes that go underneath it that tell you how much you make each turn, and, uh-huh. and the same on every single resource. And if they get bumped, and you don't know where they're at, it's a horrible feeling. And it's like you're playing this kind of very crunchy board game, and the most critical numbers to keep track of uh, can easily be, you know, I can't imagine playing this game with a cat in the house. <laughs> like if a cat just walked across the board and just kicked a couple of these, you would basically just have to pack it up and say, "Well, we're not exactly sure." So I have uh, one last. The broken thing. token is my just for reference, oh, my sure. personal favorite uh, of the third party organizers. But there are others, several others that are. So I have one last question for you guys before we move into grading, I guess. So first, I, I guess my question is. In a lot of ways, Terraforming Mars Boiled Down is an economic engine game. In a lot of these games, 
the designer has to kind of strike a balance of um, at what point does the game end. And there's some people who, when they play an economic engine game, they're like, okay, I've it, it when to end, and whether it's feeling like, okay, I finally built my engine and the game's ending, or did it end at the right time? Am I do I get to feel the satisfaction of this thing that I've built perform for a while? You know, etc. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Do you guys, how do you guys feel about that in regards to terraforming Mars? Do you feel like it has good pacing with that? Do you wish it would go longer, be shorter, uh, etc.? Yeah, I definitely don't wish it would go longer. I would say it's for me, it's very close to the to the right amount of time. Part of it is that each quote unquote generation, each turn, right, doesn't feel particularly long to me, and and I'm like enjoying kind of planning out, you know, how's this going to work? You know, what, what what am I going to do for my strategy here? This, that, and the other. And um, and part of it is that um, <clears throat> anyway. So. I just totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> having the senior moment, well, John. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. And my, my point is, I think it's pretty close to, to the right uh, length, is what maybe, I'm really trying to say. Maybe this shows the differences between Josh and I, but I actually think that it ends too quickly. Um, I, I generally feel like it feels like the game should be going one more turn. But I will say that, that it feels like the game should go one more turn, but I always am surprised at how quickly the temperature um, rises to the correct amount and how quickly like how quickly oxygen and temperature go up like it feels like they're forced the game is forced to a conclusion quicker than i'd like it to because those two go up faster than i expect them to um but i would say that it's pretty close it's not like i i don't feel like it it definitely doesn't go on too long and generally i would say ending a turn quicker um, is better than ending a turn too late so my brother kelly he he likes economic games um, but he also, he, he wants to have like a, a really strong build up and, and enjoy it for a while. And so this is too short for him. Um, there is one of the expansions, I think it's Prelude. Basically the main purpose of it is to give you like a, a quick start. You start with additional resources, et cetera. And, and I've never played that because I've never been like, man, I really want my game of Terraforming Mars to be shorter. <laughs> and so, um, I guess that's one option that people can consider if if they want it to go shorter, which I generally haven't. Um, I'm in general, I'm usually fairly satisfied. I think personally with when the end game triggers in this game. So let's go ahead and um, move on to doing our head to head. Bring okay. it. I'm ready. Okay. I got some so, complaints about both of these games. First, we have design. Okay, so design. Am I up? Because I'm ready. Sure. You sounded ready. Go for it. I'm, I am so ready. So <laughs> I, I'm going to start with Power Grid because that's the order we did them in. One of my major issues with Power Grid is that if people all know what they're doing, there ends up being one or two people who are in position to win. And everybody, even the people who know what they're doing, they'll just they'll have made mistakes or whatever. There's only one or two people who are in position to win at the end of the game. That's not my issue. My issue is that the truth is, is that rarely are those two people in charge of who wins. There's a point in every Power Grid game where either the one person who ended up being in last place and is going to build or whatever, the person who's in second to last place is going to build before these two is going to have to make a choice. Do they build in one direction or do they build in the other direction? If they build in this direction, you know, Joe wins. If they build in this direction, Bob wins. Well, which way are they going to go? 
you know, and, and and truthfully, that has always bothered me about Power Grid. And the more I play it, the more it bothers me because it just feels like it always ends up in a king-making situation on that last round. Not always. Sometimes somebody's a runaway winner, and that's different. That's that's a that's an issue with one player just being that vastly better than everybody else. But it feels like if as the player skill gets closer, it ends up being someone has to make a decision, and it ends up basically king-making somebody else. And they put themselves in position to win. But that final turn is not them doing it. They've got they've all the all the pieces are already in motion for both of those players in position to win. It's up to somebody else who wins, and that always bothered me. So now I'm on to terraforming Mars. Here's the things I hate about it. I hate the random cards. It feels like they're not they're too far apart. And sometimes the the strategy you want to follow doesn't end up being the strategy you have to follow to try to win. Like you might end up with a card in your first hand. And you're like, oh, that that's the card I'm going to play on turn two. And you buy it, you spend the money on it, you stick it in your hand, and then lo and behold, the game comes to the end, and that card is still in your hand. Because the things you needed to make it work never came to you. Like, that drives me insane about the game, how sometimes the strategy you want to pursue, or it feels like it's the best because of what everybody else is doing, just doesn't ever happen because you can't get the cards that make it happen. And the, and as I can see how bad it could be, as Josh mentioned, as you add expansions and that, that card stack gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, I'm like, holy cow. Like, what are the chances I get a card that actually does what I need it to do? There's both barrels. I'm done. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't really mind the randomness of the cards in Terraforming Mars, partially because, um, it, it just, like it, one of the things that I, I think that um, I learned to enjoy kind of just goes along with what Josh said. Um, just trying to learn to enjoy adapting your strategy to whatever um, whatever you end up drawing. Um, and and yeah, sometimes you just get like a string of really bad cards, and that sucks. But um, games that have randomization, that's that's going to happen sometimes. All I'm saying is I feel like it could be fixed a little bit because there's certain cards in there that are. I like your drafting or something. <laughs> no, because that in the current fashion that doesn't fix it. What needs to happen is the, the the cards that are straight poop need to get improved, and the cards that are straight like money every time. Like there's certain cards you see it, and you're just like, why would I ever pass on this card? So you just feel like the card balance is off, ultimately. just a little bit. I mean, I'm a, do you guys think I'm wrong? It does feel like that to me. It feels like they're the, the cards do not have close enough value, and 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 part of the problem is is that. You know, I think they were t- intending to balance that with the cost, but the truth is, is that the cost doesn't balance it when you the, there's randomness in how you get them. Like, okay, yes, this card is balanced on cost, but the fact that it even came up, why would I pass on it? I mean, I, I, I think it's clearly the case that that there are some of the terraforming Mars cards that are better than others, um, but that doesn't really bother me. And and yeah, it. it it does make it a little bit swingy uh, based on what you draw, but that that also doesn't bother me that much. I'm basically congenitally incapable of evaluating if something is balanced or not. <laughs> Which would you would you say sell the blood of your people for gold? Yeah, if I thought it would tell a good story. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, I think you're probably not wrong, Trevor, but. I like you know chaotic neutral that I am or chaotic ineffective. I I just it doesn't bother me enough. I mean, truthfully, these two games represent they've got to be in my top ten most games played, right? Right. 
Right. Like I've I've played a lot of both of these games, but they both have these niggling issues that sort of bother me. Like I just sit there and I go, oh, I hate that this is happening. And and you know, there's times I've I've played Terraforming Mars, and clearly a good player in Terraforming Mars that can recognize those cards is far superior to a character who, or to a player, excuse me, who cannot. Like I've I've played games of Terraforming Mars where it didn't matter what cards were handed to me, I was going to crush my opponents. You know, but it just feels like in the equal level, the the players who have equal skill, that's the cards that come to those players can sometimes be the difference between who wins and who loses, and I don't like that. All right, well, are you guys ready to, to vote? We're to give, yeah, we're gonna have to give one of these two a win. I'm 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 going to go with Power Grid. <laughs> I mean, that's what, maybe it's nostalgic factor or whatever, but really, when we were talking about describing the games. It just feels like there there are a lot of really interesting, well-designed aspects of that game. So I think I'm going to surprise you here, but I am I am also going to give the design category to Power Grid. I think it has a more timeless design than Terraforming Mars. I think about the components of Power Grid for the time that it was originally produced, like you know all the different little fuel types had a different cute little look to them. Um, you know, the maps were incredibly well laid out. I, I, the truth is, the only, if we were grading Power Grid independently, the only knock I would give its design is that I hate paper money more than I hate the blood of my people, you know? Oh gosh, yes. Like, I forgot about the paper money thing. So th- that is Power Grid's like one major flaw is, is paper money, I think. But anyway, I, I give, it's a slight nod, but I still give the nod to Power Grid, I think. Um, so there's a lot of things I like about the way Terraforming Mars wor- works. Um, I think that it has some cute mechanics and as far as the combination of how energy turns into heat and how heat can raise the temperature and just all these things you can do. And there's a lot of mechanics going on. And truthfully, for the most part, if it weren't for the cards, um, I think that the balance of all the other mechanics is quite well done. Um, but I think that as far as design is concerned, um, Power Grid is more... Uh, timeless it is more um they had a bigger fundamental shift in the gaming community when it came out i think that it still stood the test of time i think that some of my complaints about the way that the um the game ends are dependent on maps um, it's not necessarily mm. as pronounced on other maps as it is on the base maps that come in the game in the game box america in particular is the one i played the most of and it is, it is notorious for that particular problem but i don't think it's a I don't think it's a mechanical problem. I think it's that map problem, and I I haven't played enough of the other maps to know if it's if it's similar in other places. But I can see how it could easily be changed just by mixing up the maps, and um, I feel like that's that's not necessarily a design flaw. It just happens to be a flaw with that particular map inside the game mechanics. The the mechanics aren't the issue in Power Grid. I do have some core issues with the mechanics. I guess maybe if they redesigned the you know, similar the to the maps, they redesigned and said, hey, "Here's a new set of cards." Um, then the core, core mechanics of of uh, terraforming Mars are great. So maybe that's my answer to that as well. But I, I am too going to give the nod to Power Grid. I think that it's probably the better designed game, and it certainly looks better on the table. Man, I am surprised. Okay, all right. Okay, so next we have time management. Um, and honestly, to me, both these games are a success in the time management category. Um, they 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 feel like they last about as long as they should. Um, so interestingly, they both have the same uh, recommended time 
frame on BoardGameGeek that both listed as two hours playtime. Yeah. And that's pretty accurate. Although truthfully, I think with good pl- with quick players, good quick players that know the game Terraforming Mars can easily end quicker than two hours. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say that's true with Power Grid as well, but you're probably less likely to have that group of people. <laughs> well, part of the problem with Power Grid is, and, and I've already mentioned, I don't want to call it a problem, but the auctions can sometimes right. cause the game, even against with well-versed players in the game, the, the auctions can kind of sort of bog it down. I, I I haven't looked at, so we should have probably mentioned this a while ago, but um, there was a second edition of Power Grid that came out. Um, I haven't had a chance to play it because I don't, there aren't really that many people that uh, want to play Power Grid with, with, with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the game's fault. <laughs> um, but it would be, I'd be kind of curious what sort of changes they made in the new edition. Yeah, it's, that is an interesting idea. I, I don't know what changes they've made either. It could fix some of my issues with Right. Um, I'm curious, is, I, like, I, I, I don't, I don't even really want to vote on time management because I, I feel like. We can call is, it, a, we can call it a tie. I don't really feel like there's a clear winner in this one. Whatever. Uh, I'm taking a position. I'm giving a slight nod to Power Grid. I'm giving a slight nod to Terraforming Mars. I think that it's a faster game, and I think that it kind of fits its time slot better. So there, it's still a tie. Ha! <laughs> Very well. Repeatability. Oh, Terraforming Mars has way more repeatability. I, I have to agree, yeah. I, I'd i like to be a contrarian for no good reason, but yeah, I, I would... I think I've, I think I've played Terraforming Mars already more times than Power Grid, and Terraforming Mars is a longer game. Well, you mean just, you've been around longer, or...? We just discussed that the times are the same, Josh. You can't say yeah. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, feel, I still feel like a Terraforming Mars game takes me a little longer, but here's here's why it's more replayable because of because of all the cards I've just been complaining about. They have <laughs> there's a big stack of cards, and you may you may only see a card once every five games. You know, depending on the card. I mean, it's just it has and the the, the order that the cards come up with. You have interesting, unique decisions every time. And they're not the same decisions you've ever had before. The cards are what make it that replayable. Um, I'm going to go with a push again. And the the main reason I'm not going to give it to Terraforming Mars like my uh, compatriots is that um, I actually have owned a fair number of the boards and I've also owned variant power plant decks. And that ends up making a, a pretty big difference and it ends up increasing the replayability quite a bit i think that's a fair reminder yeah that's a good reason for you to give it a push uh so next we have fun on to fun uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take this one first and i'm gonna honestly confess that uh some of the chaotic nature of terraforming mars makes me give it the nod on this one i would happily play either one of them honestly but if you're going to make me choose and tell you which one I had more fun with, it's it's going to be Terraforming Mars uh, eight times out of ten. Let, let me give you a little insight as to why I think that Josh thinks Terraforming Mars is more fun. And it's why I also agree that it's more fun. Is that you can play a losing strategy in Terraforming Mars, like a, <laughs> let's say, a, 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 a bacteria strategy or something. And you'll still have fun while getting your ass kicked. 
your little your little engine will be doing what it's supposed to be doing over there, and you'll be putting out your little bacteria markers. Oh, my beautiful little bacteria, tardigrades. On your bacteria card, you'd be like, oh, look how wonderful I'm doing, while you're getting your ass completely handed to you. In, in Power Grid, if you're getting your ass completely handed to you, it is not fun. You will feel it constantly. Yeah, you will realize how bad it is going. You you don't have a personal engine working. You're clearly watching your opponents crush you, and there isn't the the, the, the fun tactile. Let me put my little virus on my little virus card. You will suddenly realize that you are the fuel in the generator. Correct. You are making it even easier on you for your opponents to walk away with the win. I mean, truthfully, the same thing is happening in Terraforming Mars, but you're at least having fun while you're doing. It. So, I, I, agree, I agree that Terraforming Mars is the funner game. So maybe this is going to speak to my pathology. <laughs> but I'll probably give the the fun uh uh to power grid and uh not have enough self awareness that maybe the reason why is because I enjoy uh watching myself crush my opponents and <laughs> the tears of your enemies are nourishing to you, Jay. Yeah. It is it is known. <laughs> You can't just be happy when they're putting their little bacteria on their card, and you know you're. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just like a certain joy that cannot. You just don't have it in terraforming Mars when, like, an opponent thinks that they're like positioned to win the game, and then you buy out all the coal in the market and they cannot power their plant in the final phase. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they go from, from where they think they're at, which they believe they're in first, to dead last because they made zero money on the final turn. Yes. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh, glorious. Uh, overall. Oh, man. I feel bad about this category. I'm, I can go first. It's easy for me. Uh, I I love both these games. Terraforming Mars is probably my favorite game of recent releases. Uh, that might be a lie if I start considering different legacy games. Um, but still, overall, uh, Power Grid is my preferred game in my heart. Yeah, I, uh, I think I still give it to Terraform Mars. I'm kind of sitting here debating with myself, like, recency bias or not recency bias? Recency bias, you know, I just, uh, uh, I, I don't know how you overcome recency bias if I'm going to be 100% honest with you. But, uh, I think in the end I still give it to uh, to Terraforming Mars for me, and I will say actually this is the first I've mentioned this. I, I I'm embarrassed I didn't think to say this a little bit earlier, but one of the things that has been a ton of fun for me with Terraforming Mars that I don't know of a way to have with Power Grid is the solitaire version of the game, mm. where you're basically playing for a score uh, over the course of a certain number of rounds, and you know. How good, how well can you do kind of thing. I think it's awesome. So, so if you're bored in quarantine and have no friends at all, or, you know, nobody wants to play digitally with you, consider Terraforming Mars a solitaire round. There is a good, um, app for Terraforming Mars as well. Yes, true. Um, so while we're on that topic real quickly, I'm going to have a complaint about it. It doesn't seem to have asynchronous play. Um, I don't know why you would want to sit down. I don't have, to, you know, the, half the reason why I play board games on my iPhone or my iPad is so that I can take my turns when I have the time. Right. Take and your then, turn and pass. Yeah, and, and I don't want to sit and watch while they play their turns. 
and maybe it does have asynchronous. I can't get the game to start because the person, as near as I can tell, they have to be online to accept the invite at the time you send it. And if you go offline after you've sent the invite, they don't get the invite. Um, anyway, the app just seems it is one of the many failures of Asmodee uh, Entertainment or whatever the company that helped make it. Or yeah. anyway, I it just they've I don't know. It, it could have been a really really great app that I would have played honestly as much as I play uh, through the ages. Uh, but it just it doesn't really work out that way. I do have played quite a few games of Terraforming Mars um, against the AI, which is not nearly as fun. Um, I don't really care for either of these games, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. If I have a choice, I'm not going to pick either one of them. Um, if you are you, blowing my mind right now. All right. I don't, I don't really care for them, honestly, um, for the reasons that I've already mentioned. Um, if, if you had to put me under you know, a microscope and say, you must pick one, and you're not going to leave here until you do, I pick Terraforming Mars. Um, because I feel like... I can lose the game and still have fun building my little engine. Um, I feel like it has more replayability. I don't feel like I'm kind of rehashing the same thing. But to that, I have not played as many maps. I have not played all... I have played a few. I've played one or two extra maps, and I have played the alternate deck. But I haven't played you know, as many as, as Jay has, and I haven't given it a fair shake. But if you had to put me down right now... I mean, Terraforming Mars doesn't even need any expansions for me to say, yes, I enjoy this more. So, And I actually haven't even played any of the Terraforming expansions, any of them. All right, so audience? So these People are both, who like math a little bit. <laughs> these are both quite weighty um, as far as uh, the sort of crunch. These are not the games you pull out when you, um, your best friend's wife has come over to play a night at board games, um, and she's never played a board game quite like this before. It's just... You know, these aren't the heaviest board games out there, but they're certainly not. They're not the lightest either. They're not beginner safe. I mean, ultimately. One other thing I'll, I'll say about Power Grid is that you do quite a lot of basic arithmetic in, in this game. And there's some people that that's just, that is an anti-fun. <laughs> and so if, if, if that's something you don't like, then just stay away for heaven's sakes from Power Grid. So, yeah. uh, gosh, the, sorry, I have to tell a little anecdote. What, you remember the name of that game, Josh? That, that's um, the the uh, space race game. Oh, Leaving Earth. Yeah, Leaving Earth. So I, I enjoy Leaving Earth quite a bit. Um, you have to calculate weights versus uh, uh, fuel uh, to launch a rocket into space, and it is not rocket science, but it is more uh, basic math than either of these two games combined. And I remember the first time I taught the game, um, one of the players at the table, I was explaining how you calculate uh, the weight of your rocket versus the fuel and how much fuel you were expending. And his eyes very clearly just kind of rolled into the back of his head. It was very <laughs> clear just during the description of how you did played the game that it was not for him. Um, so certainly, yeah, I mean, it's not hard math, but certainly some people... That's just not the type of game they want to play. They don't want to have to calculate, you know, how many mega credits am I going to need to be able to build this structure, um, launch this event, and purchase, you know, that um, uh, uh, achievement uh, to get scored at the end of the game. And am I going to have enough money left over to be able to do it again next turn or whatever? You know, those sorts of things. And both of these games suffer from that. If like if that's not your idea of fun to be able to calculate you know how much do i need to spend and how much do i need to have for next turn um they're not for you 
and and if that's not for you, then leaving Earth is damn well not for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go or no go? Uh, they're both a uh, hardcore go for me, honestly. Um, if this is what everybody at the table wants to play, they're a go for me. But if I have my choice, I'll pick something else. That's not either one of these two. I'll pick. Uh, I'll pick a more of a 4x style game, probably. They will get a go from me. <laughs> this is like the J episode of Goes. It's true. <laughs> the only way we could have made it more go go for J is added Goa. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> uh, see, I would pick Goa over these two games any day of the week. That's interesting. It has auctions that are actually quick and fun. Okay, well, on that note, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Chain Attack. Chain Attack.